spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. I remember years ago they used to say, you don't want to buy a car made in Detroit on a Monday or a Friday. Because on Monday, people are hungover, and on Friday, they're looking forward to their weekend. So you want to find a car that was made Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, which I guess was always a slight on unions, right? When Detroit was a union town and cars were all coming from Detroit. But I'm not so sure you want to buy a car made today or purchase anything that involves, you know, the manufacturing process or attentiveness even of white-collar workers. What I'm trying to say is, I thought last night was a pretty good game. You know, maybe even a great game. I thought that the halftime show was even better than that. The commercials, eh, not so much, at least for me. And along the way, depending on where you live, you also got some politics. For me, I loved seeing Arnold. I loved seeing Larry David. I most enjoyed seeing Meadow and A.J., reunited. And at some point during the course of this program, I will have to explain all of that to you. Um, Funniest thing to happen in our house during the course of the Super Bowl, both the pregame, the game, a little bit thereafter, was that at a certain point, and I know you'll remember this, a QR code appeared on the screen. There was music playing. The QR code was dancing around the screen. You know, I just sat there on my hands My wife, likewise, one of our sons, immediately, without a word spoken, pulled out his phone, pointed it at the TV screen, and and by the way, said nothing to the two of us. You could have used a little commentary. Yeah. And only only after it ended did I realize something just happened here. Something just happened all over the country. And I was not the targeted audience. (laughs) Like, I don't know. did Did he get a prize, a reward of some kind? It was a cryptocurrency commercial, Coinbase, I think. A lot of crypto. Right. But that one... QR code. And it was, I think, TC, I think it was 60, 60 seconds long. So it was bouncing around. Bounce, it, a bounce, a bounce. If, if our house was, was the focus group, if we were the lab experiment, if someone was looking through the glass at us, it worked. It absolutely worked. But it was a, it was a, a really, I thought it was a great day for the country. I loved seeing, I'm sure on Fox all day, they'll be telling you which celebrity took off his or her mask at a particular time. I loved seeing a packed SoFi Stadium on a gorgeous day. The truckers didn't come from Ottawa. You know, life was good. And it looked like a return to normalcy yesterday. And I think that's what I most enjoyed about Super Bowl Sunday. And and I'll say one other thing, if I may, and, and it's this. I like the outcome of the game. Um, I told you on Friday that in my head, I you know thought the L.A. Rams were going to win that game. In my heart, I would have liked to have seen the Bengals just because, I, I mean, I didn't have really a dog in this fight. I just like underdogs. And the idea that the Bengals haven't won or haven't won for a long time, I don't think the Bengals have ever won a Super Bowl. I may be mistaken in that, but I can tell they, they haven't won in a heck of a long time. But it would have been great but not the way the game went down. 
because I mean Al Michaels I don't even think was was finished in getting a sideline report when on that first play of the second half Joe Burrow throws deep to T Higgins it's a 75 yard touchdown which gives the Bengals a four point lead and if the game had ended because of that touchdown where there was so obviously a missed call of offensive pass interference T Higgins on Jalen Ramsey the Rams quarterback cornerback that wouldn't have been cool that really would have stung and and I I know because I saw a lot of the online reaction where the referees really weren't throwing flags during the course of the game I'm okay with that as long as you're an equal opportunity offender but on that pivotal Rams drive like all the flags came out and they all seemed to benefit the Rams and I I couldn't help but wonder if that was a makeup because of the missed like my dad I miss my dad on a day like yesterday because my father for three decades was a, a college a high school and college referee and he would have had a field day talking about the officiating in that game my point is if the Bengals had won in large part based on that bomb that started the second half, that would not have been a proper outcome, and we'd be grousing about it today. So it ended the way that it should have ended. This is the Smirconish Podcast from SiriusXM. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. Now, I said that there was some politics yesterday on Super Bowl Sunday, and and here's what I mean. You know the president is having a rough go of it. I mean, day in and day out, we talk about the issues here that are not going well for the White House, and we analyze a lot of polling data. A CNN survey released since we were last together kind of sums it all up. Forget about Republicans and independents for a moment. 45% of Democratic and Democratic-leaning voters, according to CNN, want to see Biden, I should say only 45%, only 45% of Democratic and Democratic-leaning voters want to see Biden renominated in 2024. 
So with the president underwater and with a myriad of issues sort of biting at his heels, it's not a surprise that two Republican Senate candidates would yesterday on a regional basis have run ads for their candidacy targeting Joe Biden. The surprise is the way in which they did it. One of them literally targeted Joe Biden. And that's not the commercial as between the two that I find offensive. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Dave McCormick, who is running as a Republican here in Pennsylvania, and Jim Lehman running as a Republican in Arizona. Uh, I'm much more knowledgeable about the state of affairs in Pennsylvania than I am in Arizona. And I've been saying this Pennsylvania race is one that's worthy of all of our attention, A, because it's interesting, it's, it's got a lot of plot lines to it, and B, because the entire Senate control may hang in the balance. An observation that I have been making here on POTUS for all of you is that the two leading candidates within the Democratic Party are really playing out a Joe Biden versus Bernie Sanders kind of election. And today in the Philadelphia Inquirer, they said exactly the same thing. I wonder where they got that assessment from. Connor Lamb is the more Biden of them, former Marine, member of Congress, running as a moderate Democrat. The Bernie in the race is John Fetterman, who is the incumbent lieutenant governor and running a very progressive, grassroots, small donation-oriented effort. The outsider is Malcolm Kenyatta, who's a Democratic state representative. I think it's really a race between Lamb and Fetterman, and Fetterman is is winning in the uh, the polls right now with three months to go. On the Republican side of the aisle, you've got Dave McCormick, you've got Dr. Oz, and you have a developer named Jeff Bartos. Bartos has some party support. Oz, I mean, Oz, I think, committed political malpractice on Friday. Dr. Oz was in Hollywood and was uh, bestowed with a, uh, a star on the Walk of Fame. There is an image that I am sure we will see in commercials in Pennsylvania of Dr. Oz on his knees kissing the Hollywood star. He's already being cast by McCormick, who is a hedge fund billionaire, as being a Hollywood elitist. Now, Oz's response is to say, hey, I did something no different than Donald Trump did. Trump's got a a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame as well. He's like, I'm an outsider. I'm here to clean things up. Right. So it's 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 just got all of the uh, it's got all of the elements. But I want to talk about the commercials that ran during the course of the Super Bowl. First, the Jim Lehman, which is the less offensive of these two commercials. Lehman is a Trumpy candidate in Arizona. He made a small buy, as did McCormick. Again, the, again, what they're doing here is they make a small buy just so it gets in play. Right. When I, you and see then the everybody headline, talks about when it. you see the headline, you think it's a Super Bowl commercial, slightly different. Layman spent only like you're thinking they spent seven million. Oh my oh, god, yeah. seven million. No, he spent thirty grand to run in a market or two in Arizona. In the, this, this one is very visual. Layman depicts himself as a Wild West sheriff. He is shooting at and disarming fictionalized versions of Biden, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and Senator Mark Kelly. It's 
It's a DC game! I'll live it as in Big Jim Lane. We're tired of being pushed around. And open borders. And gas prices. The good people of Arizona have had enough of you. It's time for a showdown. He's shooting at all three of them, disarming them, not killing them. Jim Layman, and I approve this message. You get it? Okay. So, I mean, it sounds, if you said, oh, he depicts himself as a sheriff and he shoots at the president of the United States, it sounds, I think, more in poor taste than it actually is. I'm not defending it. It, it is what it is. Okay? It doesn't work me up at all. The McCormick one does work me up. Now, I need to, I need to say something at the outset of this. Again, I want to play for you, and it's on my Facebook page. If you want to watch it and critique a Republican commercial that uses the Let's Go Brandon chant as a soundtrack, that's what I find offensive about it. Before I tell you that, before I play it for you, let me let me just establish this. On Saturday, in my opening commentary on CNN, I hammered the president absolutely hammered the president for a five or six minute uh, opening commentary. It was part of an introduction that I was offering to Professor Alan Abramowitz, Professor, Professor Abramowitz from Emory, a political science professor. He was my guest here at the end of last week on POTUS. He's the one who, for Larry Sabato's crystal ball, did research and concluded that changes in early person voting, things like Dropbox access, voter ID mandates, uh, early in-person voting, et cetera, et cetera. The conventional wisdom is that these will all suppress the Democratic vote. But he asked, does stricter voting, do stricter voting laws really diminish turnout? And he came to the conclusion that for all the talk, they don't. So what I was seeking to do on CNN on Saturday morning was to say things are going very poorly for the Biden administration and for Democrats generally. It looks like Republicans will rather easily take control of the House of Representatives. Uh, And remember, there's also this issue of all these laws having changed by state legislatures, Republican state legislatures, that will probably further worsen the outcome for Democrats, then brought in Professor Abramowitz to say, well, on that last point, actually not so much. If people want to come out to vote, they're going to come out to vote, which is what he said here on POTUS. So in setting up this conversation about the midterm election, I wanted to paint what I think is an accurate and perilous picture of where things stand for the Democrats dictated largely by how poorly things are going in the White House. In the litany of issues that I presented, I mentioned all sort of things. I I talked about how uh, right now the president is underwater because six in 10 Americans disapprove of his handling of the presidency. I dropped the statistic that 56% in that group say there's literally nothing they approve of Biden having done so far. I talk about inflation being at a 40-year high. Uh, Last week, the Consumer Price Index figures came out showing that consumer prices had risen 7.5% in the last year. Wages declined 1.7%. 
Gas prices are up 40% from a year ago. Supply chain issues. The uh, Although this the bridge has now been open in Canada as of the time I was delivering the commentary, you still had the so-called trucker blockade, which was preventing U.S. auto manufacturers from getting parts that they needed from some of the manufacturers and distributors in Canada. You've got the situation in Ukraine, which seems like it's about to boil over. The president had a phone call with Vladimir Putin on Saturday. The perception is that it, it really hasn't changed anything. There's the other border with Mexico, where a year ago we had record arrests in 2011. Agents made about 1.9 million arrests. I mean, I could go on and on and on. The homicide rate, violent crime. Last Thursday, by way of illustration, five cops shot in Phoenix, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what is my point? My point is that I myself laid out the shortcomings of the Biden administration, both here on radio last week and in a commentary I delivered on CNN on Saturday, which TC told me post-show caused even more social media reaction than I'm accustomed to of people saying, you know, you deserve to be on, on Fox. Oh, yeah. You hate Biden and you uh, and you belong on Fox. And, and, and they were very strong about it. So have I established with you that I'm trying to be fair? I am not here to carry the water of the president of the United States. I want him to do well. I am rooting for him. I want him to do well in office. I want him to be healthy. I want all those those good things to flow from a successful presidency. But right now, it's not happening. Okay. Having said all that, I'm embarrassed at a commercial that aired during the Super Bowl that was critical of the president for many of the same issues that I raised, not for the substance of what was said. I I may not agree with everything that Dave McCormick said in his commercial, but for the soundtrack, because the soundtrack of the commercial, which was let's go, Brandon, is something that everybody understands the meaning of. Dave McCormick ran the commercial apparently only only in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Here's the Fox News write-up. Fox News obtained McCormick's 30-second ad, which is expected to air across NBC platforms during the Super Bowl in Pennsylvania. The Daily Mail points out he's running as a Republican among his opponents, Dr. Oz. Uh, McCormick is a hedge fund billionaire, the former head of Bridgewater Associates. They have assets of $150 billion. He is spending big on television already. In the 30-second spot, Somber quotes from mainstream media sources flash past the screen. This is very visual, unfortunately, while the crowd chants, let's go, Brandon. And then the ad concludes by saying this is so much bigger than Brandon. Of course, let's go. Brandon comes from that NASCAR race in Alabama last October when the crowd was chanting F Joe Biden, but an NBC reporter incorrectly said they were chanting let's go Brandon while she was interviewing Brandon Brown. Remember that? Like, oh, hey, they're cheering for you. Um, And then came that. And I didn't like this either. I didn't like when the dad called when Biden and the first lady were doing their NORAD routine, like, hey, where's Santa Claus on Christmas Eve? And some guy calls in as the father of sons seemingly wanting to, you know, get a report on where's Santa. And then he cheap shotted Biden. at the, I didn't like that either. What am I saying? I'm saying it's fair to point out where prices are. It's fair to 
point out where Putin is. It's fair to point out all of the myriad of issues that confront this White House. But what to me is unseemly and unfair is to run a Super Bowl commercial where people are chanting, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon! Let's go, Brandon! They're scrolling on the screen right now, things that are going poorly. for The the fiasco in Afghanistan is a grave blow. Reads one quote from The Economist referring to the chaotic evacuation from Kabul. Big tech silencing conservative voices, says a New York Times headline. Inflation at a record high. I'm Dave McCormick. And I approve this message. You get it? So illegal border crossing soar to record highs. And then it ends with McCormick, you know, taking ownership of it. I I just thought it was it was really uh, over the line for me. I, I went and I took a look at where have Super Bowl commercials, you know, for what reason have they been rejected in the past? This is kind of interesting from Forbes just last month. The National Football League Championship Games broadcaster, NBC TV, has rejected a television commercial from the cannabis marketplace and delivery service Weed Maps from the Super Bowl. Wait a minute. Is that the one you made me download on my phone (laughs) when we were in Colorado? You can. What? Right. They would not take Weed Maps. They wouldn't take Weed Maps? But but you can run a commercial that says, let's go, Brandon. That's ridiculous. That's what I say. Weed Maps satirical commercial stars a life-sized broccoli sprout named Brock Ollie. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing already. Who's tired of being mistaken for something he's not. Broccoli emojis are widely used in social media platforms and instant message apps to represent cannabis. Who knew? Or uh, wait, are they? Yeah. Oh, that's like the eggplant that you didn't know. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm still confused about the wow. eggplant. Mm. Um, it's it's like the QR code flashing across the screen. If a if a piece of broccoli flashes across the I'm screen, like, oh, broccoli. And, and one of your kids is pulling out their phone, you you better ask questions. <laughs> um, USA Today again, just like well, what do they disallow? USA Today from 2017, a 30 second commercial that was scheduled to air during the first quarter of the Super Bowl has been rejected by the NFL amid questions from USA Today Sports about how the advertisement squares with the league's policy regarding banned substances. What was the issue? It was GNC. The ad is for the nutrition and dietary supplement retailer GNC, which has more than 6,500 locations in the USA. The company announced the commercial December 20, celebrating that for the first time in the company's history, we will advertise on the Super Bowl. The content of the ad isn't controversial. What made it problematic is GNC is listed under prohibited companies on a memo from the NFL and the Players Union warning for NFL players not to endorse or have a business relationship because it has been associated with the production, manufacture, or distribution of the NFL's banned substances. Huh. Okay, how about this? From NBC4 in Columbus, Ohio, the chant F. Joe Biden that has become popular. This has nothing to do with commercials, but I I thought this was just in the air of what's, you know, within or outside the boundary lines. You'll get a kick out of this. The chant F. Joe Biden that has become popular among some right-leaning Americans would have made it to dozens of Ohio vanity license plates 
if not for the State Bureau of Motor Vehicles, which has rejected nearly 50 submissions related to the chant. The 827 vanity license plate submissions for BMV denied last year included 48 plates referencing F. Joe Biden or making a similar comment according to NBC4's analysis. So here are some examples. You ready for these? You'll have to picture them in your mind. USA FJB. Disallowed by the Bureau of Motor Vehicles in Ohio. Or how about this one? FKB1DN. FKB1DN. You picture it? Yeah. Um, here's another one. FJB MAGA. FJB MAGA. So you can't you can't have that license plate, any of those license plates or 45 others like them in Ohio. But you can run a commercial in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania for the U.S. Senate candidate where the the screen scrolls all of the deficiencies of the White House, just as I laid them out on CNN on Saturday. Except in the commercial, it's got the it's got the. Uh, let's go Brandon soundtrack. I am not prudish. You hear me here on this program. You should hear me during the the commercial breaks. That's not what it's about. But at at a certain point, at a certain point, I, I think it's just too much. And I'm flagging this today because I'm suggesting that this is probably a sign of how ugly it's going to get for the midterms. This would have been a survey question, but it's not. Should television outlets run commercials that have the Let's Go Brandon soundtrack in them directed against Democratic candidates. If you're called to make that decision as to whether the McCormick commercial is going to run, what would be your answer? I I think they've got an obligation to run it unless it is factually inaccurate. I went back and forth with some friends of mine who have purchased a lot of TV time over uh, uh, the course of years, and we were going through, you know, what are the rules that would apply? The only reason to not allow the commercial to run would be if it's inaccurate. What can you say is inaccurate where you're scrolling, you know, the usual list of deficiencies of the White House and running that soundtrack? One other observation, and I'll get off it. This is not a commercial. First, first of all, it's, it's like the old story. We had this very famously in a Pennsylvania election many years ago where a very small buy was made of a commercial that very few people saw. This was pre-internet, but everybody talked about. This is in the same category. Very few people saw it, but it's getting the message out among Republicans that McCormick is the guy willing to go there against Joe Biden. But it's not a commercial that you would ever see in a general election, right? I mean, this is the sort of thing you do, sadly, to get nominated. But then in the general election, you quickly forget that you ever ran that kind of a commercial. Kind of like when Dr. Oz said to me he would come on this program the day after the primary. Same thing going on, where they're all trying to establish their conservative bona fides. Now you run the Let's Go Brandon commercial. It's not the sort of thing that you do once you've secured the nomination. 
The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot code SUPER24.